the number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. The most in-depth analysis. Goals. Passes. Other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time... <laughs> Loved by all the critics. Oh! It's all right, isn't it? Come on in to Prandle the Prep. Uh, all right. Hello. Hi. Um, this is Prandle Prem. Patrick, James. We host this podcast where it's about nothing and the points don't matter. And I guess we got some splaining to do. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> you throw it for me for that. Yeah, well, um, it's been a while, Prem Heads. It's been a while. Uh, been a good while. So, yeah, I guess um, where should we start? So, I suppose things were going pretty good for Arsenal there for a while. And uh, I think James really struggled to bring himself to do the podcast with the... I think, yeah. With the thought that Arsenal might win it all. Yeah, so by the time right. that's the reason. That fell off and he was ready to go. I just... And I'll be honest and I'll be vulnerable, James. I I couldn't do it at that point. So I think mutual blame mm-hmm. is mostly on you, but we're yep. mutually responsible as co-hosts. Yep. I think it's fair to say that that's the reason that we've been off the mic for a little while. Just um, Arsenal's performance. And it's probably the most prem de la prem thing ever than in a season where Arsenal has a genuine title challenge and United finished third. We just fuck right off. <laughs> You know what, James? I think the meal, the real uh, missed opportunity here is all of the banter and laughs that we would have been able to have at Tottenham and Chelsea's expense along the way. We missed a lot. We missed yeah. a lot, Patrick. But that is why I think we've laid out this episode in the perfect way, where we're going to go through each mm-hmm. club. You know how much we like to do that. Run the gamut and just say, what did we forget for each club? Now, I think early reports in through the doors are that, Patrick, you have maybe construed this brief to mean compare it to something else in life that you have forgotten. Yes. And let's just, let's just be man city taxes. Like it's going to be something like that. Yeah. But like, let's, let's just be clear. Um, I came up with the brief and you said, got it running and you just went your way. Oh, So I can, I misconstrued the brief. So, I mean, yeah, if, if I came up with the brief, then I suppose it's on you, but I guess it's my burden to, um, to say it right, you know, radical candor is measured at the listener's ear. So that is yeah. on me to make sure that I'm explaining correctly. But I think it's going to work itself out, James. I think yeah. it's my fault. Let's say you are Picasso and you painted this masterpiece. It's my fault for trying to make sense of it. Like, oh, there's the violin. There's the piece of bread and the cheese. It, but it was really just a bunch of bunch of blocks, wasn't it? It was just a bunch of shapes through no inherent pattern, uh, but perhaps... That's where the beauty lies. Uh, mm. But yeah, James, what I did is I took something that I forgot, like our Prem heads have forgotten about Prem de la Prem, but we're back, so they'll remember. Um, and I'm going to remind you of something that reminds me of the team and how they did this <laughs> We season. fuck off for six months and hop on on July 4th. <laughs> we ride! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I suppose we'll get the... Um, 
get the news out of the way as well, James. So I'm now a father. As well. Okay, well, I, okay, we were, didn't talk about this off air. I didn't know if this was. Yeah, no, it's yeah. for public consumption. Okay, all uh, right, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's in the it's in the libraries now, you know. So or how, wherever they put birthdays and shit like that, but uh, standing O. Yeah, father. yeah, um, that happened. Um, I mean, it happened before we went off air, but she was born while we were off air. Born in April. Um, she was actually born the day that Arsenal drew Southampton. And so it's pretty much been all downhill. <laughs> what a sad association. For little Emmy. But hey, I'm loving it. It's a vibe. Uh, that'll be a fun a story. for. That'll be a fun bonding moment for you too when she's a Southampton fan. You can kind of bond over that. Yeah, big championship girl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We'll get to them. Yep. Well, Pat um, made some big strides in, in his life. We're all very happy for him. And uh, I traveled and quit my job. So who's to say which is the more impressive and holy venture, um, bringing a life into this world or traveling? So I got to say, traveling sounds pretty nice right now. What I'll, what I'll tell people yeah, is... Yeah, we, we need to do a Freaky Friday. Yeah, I, would, uh, I wouldn't trade my life for, for, for a different life, but I'd rip your hand off for a day. Hmm. Who said that? That sounds. I did. Wow. Yeah. It's beautiful. Pretty quote. profound. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, I didn't come up with the rip your hand off thing. I heard somebody say that, and I think that's a great. It's a great. Um, yeah. It's a great line. I use it quite mm-hmm. a bit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you saying, James? So now that that's out of the way, lads, tuck your serviettes into your your chinny chin, grab your knife and your fork, because we're about to dig in to. What we forgot about each club, it feels very apropos for our mindset right now. And don't worry, Arsenal United, obviously, they we are going to talk about them inherently. Um, so maybe we'll get a little bit of banter out of the way in that. I don't know. Who's to say? Mm-hmm. We're going to have who, to find who, ourselves. Who knows how I phrased the what I forgot about Arsenal segment? <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's really no telling how this is going to go. Y'all, y'all know as well as us at this point. So let's just get into it. <laughs> What I forgot. How about what I decided to emphasize? (laughs) (laughs) The burden of proof is uh, Uh, is okay. Just because I'm all in all, just curious about how you went about this. Do you want to kick us off for City? Well, no. I think you should go. Well, actually, how did? Okay. How about this? I'll kick. You're like actually, I I ordered these by how many syllables they have in their name. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll go first. But it's it's okay. So Man City, I'm going with the assembly line, the often <laughs> forgotten assembly line. It's so part of our society today. We don't even think about it. We don't know it. But it's scientific. This it's is cohesive, so and it's results oriented. City's the assembly line, James. Forget about it. But it's it's integral to our our uh, our world where consumption is is at a high. I love it. Um, to the new listener. Um, God help you if, if you are one for this episode. Imagine this being the first. Well, I was just about to say, they're probably like, wow, these two people went completely different directions for their main segment. And the more that I think about it, I'm like, this is the most on-brand thing we could possibly yeah, it's actually, do. Yeah, it's a pretty good way to get people back in, huh? Right. It's, it's an ease you back in to our roots. Anyway, Patrick, for Man City, here's what I said. I forgot or maybe realize Pep is as masterful at mind games as all the other greats. Uh, often blamed yeah. for overthinking, 
often blamed for you know, coming on a little too strong when he should have been soft or maybe losing his head. I think this season he was right on the money. Um, ooh, hey, I mean, it is it, what it is. Yeah. We'll yeah. take it out in post. No, I, won't, I, I think people were really having a hard time believing you when you, when you mentioned it. So this is, this is firm proof. <laughs> I'm going with ignoring the dead rubber game that they had against Brentford on the last day of the season. Uh, so when all was done and dusted, Man City lost once in all competitions since Pep made his comments that City lacked motivation and famously saying they feasted on too much caviar. That was January 22nd, Patrick, after the Manchester Derby. Mm-hmm. From that point on, Titanic form to storm into the league. So I think Pep can really be up there with the Mourinho's and the Ferguson's for mental dominance over his team and the league yeah it's a it's a bear you don't poke and it is it's 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 almost as like he likes playing with his food that's kind of how it felt there's just this impending sense of doom uh, yeah they just they're they're so damn good uh clinical yeah okay patrick arsenal uh i can go first yeah will, will you go first this time and then after this we'll decide which one was better and we can just run with it yeah, I, although the the oft, the oft forgotten assembly line, I like it. <laughs> Very nice, nice touch. Okay, Arsenal, Patrick. Uh, I forgot. I don't know if you forgot. They had an eight point lead on City in April, ended five points off the pace. Uh, so five points. That means a win against Southampton at home makes it three points off the pace. A draw versus Brighton at home makes it two points off the pace. A win against Forest gets you home. Um, wild. And I'll tell you what, I struggle with the bottlers, the bottlers paradox. I don't know if Arsenal can really take that thrown away from their North London rivals because it's still the best season in recent memory. And yet some people are also calling it biggest, biggest disappointment. It's, it's tough. It's tough to reconcile those things, but obviously amazing season. They just came up a little short. Uh, I forgot how much of a lead they had at that point in time. Hmm. Hmm. I had forgotten, James. Mm. Did you? I had. Uh, so thanks for thanks for reminding me. Um, we'll we'll get back on that in a second. Uh, but I'll just get mine out of the way. I think that's going to how be how this kind of segment goes. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal going. It's going to be like an ESPN segment, like Stephen A. and Mad Dog. They're on the same show, but they're never talking to each other. <laughs> They've just each got their own little talking points. Now I'm going to say my thing. And you try and mash it together. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Zane from One Direction um, for Arsenal. <laughs> Amazingly talented, endless ambition, but in the end, just not as good as Harry Styles. He was always just the falsetto guy. Yeah, he just wasn't, he's not He's not enough to carry the torch on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and James, I think two things can be true, right? Like a good chicken tender is crunchy, yet moist. And I think Arsenal can both have exceeded expectations and had a wonderful season and completely bottled the title. I think that they did both. Where I'm coming at it, and this is, I made my peace with it a while ago, uh, we built a team to go after the top four. Sure. And they weren't ready for that step, you know? And so it was a team that the previous year, you know, people want to make the comparisons the previous year, but I still think it was a step up and they just weren't ready for that next level. And so I'm excited for the year to come and the business getting taken care of as early as it's been getting Taken care of, though, nothing really signed, but it seems all promising towards a $200 million right. June, which is just crazy. So it seems like they're proper going for it, and it's just a nice nice Big time to be an Arsenal fan. And yeah, you'd be uh, 
it's it's just kind of crazy to be sat here thinking like, yeah, I guess I guess I want to win the title next year. You know, that's the, that's just <laughs> it's gotta be. It's a tough uh, it's a tough thing to actually think. It's, is yeah, a, it's weird right to because you kind of found yourself in that mindset along yeah. the way. It was never like a preordained thing. So now, like, are yeah. we actually we're actually in this? Huh? We're in. This. Yeah, everything seems to be trending that way. Um, Declan Rice, super exciting. How uh, you know one of the biggest names in the Premier League, if not world football. So if you you know you lock him up alongside. Sorry, not Thomas Partey. If you um, if you get him into the team, I should I should say, uh, lock him down, um, as part of that midfield, and then you've got you know Yuri and Timber on the way, and um, who was the other Havertz, one that you saw? Havertz signed? already in. Havertz. Yeah, oh, how could one. I? How could I forget? Yeah. How could I forget? Um, which makes me feel like I can't wait to talk about Chelsea, but we have to wait until the twelfth thing in this segment. I don't even know so. if we'll still be doing this podcast by the time we get to Chelsea. <laughs> It's been 72 years. Uh, okay. So what do you like better? Just the, the complete non sequitur or something that actually has some level of relevance to the season? In what sense? Like me going first or you? Uh, I like keeping people on their toes. Like maybe you go first sometimes, maybe you don't. Okay, so we'll just... Okay. Man United, I'll take this one. Okay, okay, go for it. You know what they reminded me of? Shoots and ladders, the board game. You ever play that? <laughs> Overall, it's pretty much a steady progression forward. You're going yourself up the board. Um, but there's so many crazy ups and crazy downs along the way. You never know what might happen. Mm. In England, it was snakes and ladders. Really? Yeah. Okay. S- snakes in the grass. Uh, that's a good one, Patrick, because I think the best way you can summarize the season is like, yeah, really good season. Tons of great progress and some of the most embarrassing losses we've ever suffered. It's like yeah. that is a interesting, funny 2022-23 vintage United season. Right. It wasn't the main Achilles heel road form against kind of like top half-ish teams. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that you didn't get a win or yeah. something like that in, yeah. in those types of fixtures. So, it was the worst. Yeah, I still think a little... Little mental mentality challenges to get to get over that kind of next that next hump or next hurdle. But mm-hmm. hey, brought home some silverware. Didn't I, get outright embarrassed against the, the Man City in the FA Cup final. Got another final. Got third. Ten Hogs established himself. I think a credible manager. So you got some things that need sorting. Let's not look up too too high to the owners and the board. No no sense in getting too bothered there. Like just keep cruising. <laughs> Stocks going up. Just focus on the day to day. Just keep on working. And we'll be all right. <laughs> Spoken like a true Arsenal fan. <laughs> hey, man. Is the latest there? Just, just focus on what you can control. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hilarious because this is where our, you know, your non sequitur and my genius tactical point kind of kind of go hand in hand. Um, I do think it's hilarious. Like this season is the epitome of when you have a decent coach in the midst of a clown show. Like just a, a lonely schooner on... Ray, like riptiding Atlantic Ocean waters. You're just trying to keep it straight. Um, and I think that's what you see with the third, third place finish. Like Eric Ten Hag trying to figure out how to play Weghorst as a 10 at the new camp is just like <laughs> the vintage of the year. Um, yeah. Because we got a striker who can't shoot. So it's like, okay, how do we make use of his holdup ability? But like nowhere near the goal. It was it was a fun season. It's a rare um, hold, the 6'8 striker who can't shoot. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, or head the ball. Patrick, here's what I wrote down for what I forgot about United, and it goes to your point. Cristiano Ronaldo was starting games for United in November. <laughs> his That's la- crazy. Yeah, his last was the loss against Villa, where they unveiled Emery, and I'm like, oh, we're about to catch the worst L. <laughs> New manager Emery. And um, it, was, it was a brutal game, but they didn't drop points from that point in November until uh, January 18th. So granted, the World Cup was in there, um, but it started a nice little run for us, coincidentally with Ronaldo leaving. Um, and uh, yeah, it just speaks to the many lives that were lived this season. Crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so many ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newcastle, Patrick. Here's what I got. <laughs> I forgot that Newcastle made Champions League this season with a summer transfer window of Nick Pope, Matt Target, Sven Botman, Alexander Izak. Like, compared to what we thought they were going to do, potentially, like, oh, new money Saudis. Like, granted, I think with the benefit of hindsight, you're like, Nick Pope, goalkeeper of the season contender, Sven Botman, amazing center defender, uh, Izak, really about to break through. So, like... With the benefit of a hindsight, they, they're really shrewd moves. But I don't think at the start, you know, that is not a gangbuster summer, the way you, they kind of hit the lips, no. like Matt Target in there. So it just speaks to how impressive that was. Um, you know, yeah, we were saying... To, go ahead. I was just going to say, we were like, ooh, are they going to get Coutinho in there? Are they going to buy um, Griezmann? Yeah, it's just things like that. And, just and the guys that are in every transfer window rumor. Yeah. To every team with money. Yeah. Right. The agents that work the hardest. Right. God bless him. Titi's agent. That guy's been working for years. <laughs> How has he stayed at Barca that long? He's the, um, he's the continental Phil Jones. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think he just kicks it in the, uh, kicks it in the cafeteria. I don't, I, I don't think I've seen, it's like that. Uh, yeah. You haven't seen him alive. He doesn't even, even know if he's, yeah, we don't even know where he is. Is this the real Titi? Uh, for Newcastle, James, I went Gangnam style, Whoopnam Gangnam style, because <laughs> uh, I thought this is more of their style of play than anything, but super high energy. Man, college the, was a hell of a time. Took the world by storm, really gets the people going, uh, but I'm not quite sure what's next. And I think that ble- builds on what you were saying is it was, I mean, they, they got Tonali in, which is a huge splash, yeah. and he was one of those, you know, wonder kids from however, uh, however many seasons ago when when before he went to Milan uh, mm-hmm. he was he was kind of popping up everywhere and mm-hmm. so uh, they identified him as the main target and so it seems like they're kind of taking that step forward in terms of spending and and building the team out with that that profile but it's a team that's remarkably solid everywhere you know they're just good everywhere very well drilled uh, I think massive massive credit I was going to say to uh, to Eddie Howe for the season that they had mm-hmm. and Mad Dog Tyndall Right next to him, mm-hmm. making sure he gets as much attention as possible. I love an assistant manager that shakes the hand of the opposing head coach before your head coach can get there. That <laughs> kind of energy. He's, uh, he's Fabian Shar. Just keep getting mixed <laughs> up. It's another Umtiti situation. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, they're a fun one. Liverpool. They're, they're one to watch. Mm-hmm. Liverpool James going to Anchorman 2. Um, <laughs> so it's the same great cast as the all time classic. Um, but it's just lacking the conviction and the purpose of its predecessor. <laughs> you actually sort of landed a plane there. That yeah, that's impressive. I, I was pretty happy with this one. Yeah, same cast, <laughs> yeah. just just older, just noticeably older. <laughs> exactly. 
That's great. Um, Go on then. Anything else? Okay. All right. Um, Patrick, I forgot about the failed courtship of Jude Bellingham. It has to go down in one of the funniest and most suspect transfer sagas in Prim history. Let me take you on a journey. Hit me. You've got Jordan Henderson in an interview saying his favorite Beatles song is Hey Jude, and then deadpan to camera look. Uh, taking pictures of him and Bellingham showering together at the England camp. Like, so much fun with the lads, and it's just Jude Bellingham <laughs> in a shower. Uh, now, cut to Steven Gerrard in a Liverpool TV interview saying he's got a better body than I had when I was 19. Sus. Uh, and then he offered to personally fly him to Dortmund to secure the transfer himself. And he wasn't even working for Liverpool at the time. I um, I also love how I'm taking these like completely out of context, but it just like it makes it all the all the better. Of course. Um, lastly, Alexander Arnold took him to a Chris Brown concert, not once, but twice in the same week. Imagine going to a Chris Brown concert and then being like, yeah, let's run it back the gotta, next day. I got to imagine the dancing's probably pretty sick. Yeah. I don't know if I'm running it back, but I, I bet you it's a better show than you're thinking. Oh, I mean, consummate showman. That's about all I can say about Chris Brown in the positive column. But <laughs> I, I can't think of many things I want to do twice in one week. That's fair. <laughs> Period. That's fair. <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> it's a lot of things out there. Yeah, of all the things. Fair um, enough. So anyway, all of that... Um, just turned into a complete transfer debacle, which just for a club not involving United to to be doing that is I, I do take some satisfaction. Fair enough, yeah. But even so, right? They got um, McAllister. And I, I'm never gonna say this. Yeah, good luck, Shazabali um, <laughs> from Leipzig. Shabalala. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and, but like Liverpool always managed to find that right, like guy that everybody knows about. And they're just like, how did they get him done first in the window for $35 million? Yeah. Like, how did nobody else get that sorted or figure it out? It's just they, their like, recruitment's still pretty good in the in the um, kind of finding those like mid-level deals. Like Diogo Jata for $50 million is aging. Well, he can't stay healthy, but otherwise that would be aging very well as well. Sure, um, sure. Great buys. great buys. Yeah, it's like they're the only ones who know about certain release clauses. Right. Like the McAllister situation. Yeah, no, I mean, if we do want to praise them, I think they moved on pretty quickly and efficiently. Right, um, right. I th- with Liver- in Liverpool's case, you just need to... I mean, it's any rebuild ever, right? You're just making your bet that the new crop is as good as the the um, the Thiago, Henderson, Fabinho trio of yesteryear. Right, right. yeah, I think they'll be... I think they'll be fine. They, they filled the gap of that missing link kind of going from midfield into attack. But yeah, they clearly missed Mane more than more than yeah. I think we all thought yeah. um, a year ago. Nunez is Nunez I think will come good in some capacity, but Ooh. Boy, that, does that boy love to miss that, a miss yeah, a sitter? That's extra credit things I forgot. At the start of the season it was like Holland versus Nunez, the battle for the Premier League title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Might have fallen. Uh, Brighton, Patrick, I'll kick this one off. This season, I forgot that Brighton unearthed six high-quality Premier League players just in the course of a season. And I'm counting, like, Matoma, Evan Ferguson, McAllister, Caicedo, Estupinian, and CISO. 
that last one might be kind of like edging it a bit, but like I'm, I'm judging this on the basis that like, what would man United be quoted if they came asking for any of these players? And I think it's at least 50 million for all of them. Right. So I'm like, what are they doing over there in the recruitment and Academy development scheme? It's, it's, it's crazy impressive. And this is, yeah. And this is a team that's moved on. Uh, what has it been? Basuma. It's been Ben White. It's been right. Trossard. Um, yeah, great. They kind of dumped him, but it was Neil Mape as well was a, a decent player for them for a little bit. So Brighton, they just kind of they remind me of the team that like Leicester was all those years, where it didn't seem to matter who they sold, how important that person was to their current side. They just seemed to seamlessly find a replacement uh, and honestly kind of improve. So I'm interested to see how they continue their recruitment. Is it something that lasts? Because as I understood it, all of Potter's like backroom staff went with them to Chelsea mm-hmm. and they got better. So yeah, it's a well-run I, ship. I and, almost took this in that direction of like, this has been the worst ever season for Potter where not only did he not succeed at Chelsea, but his Brighton legacy just kind of got dunked on. Right. Um, right. Such a good point. And the Leicester is a good parallel that we will get to, but it's like, here's a team that replaces talent when they sell them. Here's a team that doesn't replace talent when they sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, um, I went with Red Bull vodkas for Brighton. <laughs> uh, it's always a pick me up, a good bang for your buck. Um, but when you mix it up with them, you're going to feel it the next day. <laughs> These are so good. I'm glad, I'm glad you went this route. <laughs> Some oh, are better yeah. than others. Yeah, you're gonna feel it. Yeah, yeah. They, they were they're they're one of the toughest um, toughest outs in the Premier League. I feel like they they maybe only laid like two or three eggs all year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I feel like they always brought it. Always high energy, great press. Just like you said, just real, real talented team. Uh, it takes a it takes a while for my brain to catch up with like how good a team actually is versus just their jer- their jerseys in their stadium. Like, it took me a while to be like, oh, Brighton is a very tough game. Like, longer than it should have when you rock up to the Amex. And now it's like, oh, they are an amazingly good team. Versus, like, Wolves, they scare... I'm scared shitless when we play Wolves. Just, like, their jersey scheme and and whatnot. And uh, And the reputation is a little... It's changing a bit for Wolves. Exactly, exactly. Fair enough, fair Mm -hmm. enough. Okay, uh, Villa... Kick us off. Villa, comparing them to the Easy Bake Oven, uh, starts off super slow, real bad. You wonder if they're ever going to make it. It takes hours to get cooking. Uh, but at the end of, end of the day, does a real good job, makes a strong, delicious brownie. Is that what you use the Easy Bake Oven for? Uh, no, I forgot about it. Uh, I'm sure I used it at one point <laughs> in my life. Didn't you I, I didn't hear I forgot about it? I didn't. I didn't have one myself, but <laughs> I'm, I've, I've, I'm aware of how they work. James. Yeah. Well, Patrick, if I were to come up with a analogy, it would have been the Easy Bake Oven because I Thank think you. we're making the same exact point here. Um, throw a few numbers at you. Villa were 17th after 11 games, almost a third of the way through the season. 17th place. They lost three nil to Fulham on October 20th. And then that was the fateful day that Stevie G had to post up on the bus with the players, with everyone knowing full well he'd been fired via social media. <laughs> <laughs> now he's doing cringe 
manager managerial announcements in Arabic. If you ever if you ever want to hear a scouse speak Arabic for the first time ever, and then blast it on social media, go to Stevie G. Yeah, it's not great. No, and I think that's been a theme of this year. Unfortunately, like Scott Parker will come up in Bournemouth, but I think like the uh, you know the golden age of English midfielder turn manager might be over. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say it started strong. <laughs> it's uh, it's the easy bake oven. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how it lands, though. Spurs, Patrick. This will be a fun one. And here's like a real genuine I forgot moment. Uh, I forgot that the Conti Tuchel handshake was this past season. Wow. Granted in August. But yeah, that was last season. All-time handshake. The handshake heard around the world. And it set a course for perhaps the most unhinged managerial performance of all time. Like Spurs does a lot to a man. You can reference... Mourinho, you can reference Pochettino in the end days. I don't think it had the same effect on anyone like it did on Conte. No. It culminated in the all-time presser blow-up. And just real quick, I want to rattle off my two favorite quotes from that insane presser. Uh, The first one is, we are 11 players that go into the pitch. I see selfish players. I see players that don't want to help each other and don't put their heart into it, which escalates to... It's because they're used to it here. They are used to it. They don't play for something important. They don't want to play under pressure. They don't want to play under stress. It is easy this way. It is the story of the Tottenham. Which is now the second time an Italian's just said that about Spurs. That's tough. And James, it kind of goes well into mine. Uh, So for Tottenham, I'm going with Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm. Uh, best Controversial. days to be behind them. Everything's just a little too tight. Doesn't quite fit. There's not enough focus on the changing trends. James, I feel like they're trying the same old thing. And they tried something different to give them credit going into this year. Uh, but man, it just seems to be like Groundhog's Day over there. Mm. Can't say it bums me out. <laughs> Amazing but new stadium, is, though. Yeah, it's a great stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a great state. It's like Abercrombie putting up new developments in the mall. I will like, say, ooh, I maybe I want to go in there. Oh, I think wait. they'll no, benefit. I, <laughs> I think they'll benefit from no, uh, no Europe uh, this year. It's a team that I think mm. just needs needs to get themselves sorted. Uh, God, I wanted them back in the too conference often. league. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, just, I, I don't know. I think that. Yeah, I think they just gotta. They gotta tighten things up. I don't. I, I like the. They got Madison right in the window. They did. They oh, got man. Madison. Yeah. Uh, they got a new... quietly having like his best season ever. Right. Right. You I know, think like no one cares because of it's of it's the Holland. Yeah, it's the Holland rule. I think no one's gonna remember he just notched another thirty plus casually, um, in a terrible team. Right. So. With hardly, you know, not not the uh, the best version of Son or Kulisevsky to be feeding him and supporting him pretty mm-hmm. much all year. So. Who else did? I, I saw Spurs. It. I saw Spurs announce a thoroughly mediocre player today. Uh, Manor Solomon from Fulham. I was like, really? That's what we're doing? Uh, so I think their biggest move in the offseason might be a lack of move. It'll, it'll come down to what happens with Kane, right? Like, Madison's a great ad, don't get me wrong, but um, nothing's going to impact this team the way a Kane presence or absence would. Right. Yeah. I think if Madison. 
and honestly, I think that Madison is Madison would do very, very well with Kane and probably a tad loss without him. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see it all all play itself out. Indeed, indeed, Brentford, Patrick, with the Green Goblin from uh, Spider-Man <laughs> movies. Uh, so kind of like William Defoe, everyone on that team's a little weird looking. Um, they got some money as a club, got some not, science. Not to make it personal. <laughs> Look, William Defoe, famous friend of the pod, uh, he can take take a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they just got like some science over there. They're doing their sports science thing. They just mess with the well-laid plans, but it just kind of doesn't really, you know, it feels like they could be better. Like, I feel like this might be the best version of them. Mm. No room for and improvement. It's not that there's not room for improvement, James. I just don't know that they're going to get to that improvement. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. I like that. Green Goblin. Nice one. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, I want to take us into a deep dive of Ivan Tony's betting charges. Because mm. I kind of knew what was going on. I didn't really know the full story. So I did two minutes of desk research, which is about I, what I do for any task ever. And it turns out they're actually a lot more crazy than just the standard player getting screwed for betting. Check this out. Yeah, he deserved it. 126 bets that he placed um, were in respective matches and competitions that Tony's club was at in at the time. So 126 bets placed on his own team. Of those, 29 were in respect... Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. 126 in the competitions he was playing in, 29 were of the club that Tony was playing for at the time. Of those 29, 16 were on his own team to win, and Ivan Tony was playing in 11 of those matches. Ultimate back yourself. Here's the best one, Patrick. Of those 29 games, the remaining 13 were placed on Tony's team to lose. Tony was not playing in any of those matches the ultimate like your shit yeah you're nothing without me it's pretty great so funny um it, it is the ultimate like i'm gonna back myself move but also again i don't think we can equate this to like the kieran trippier saga like this dude was laying down heavy parlays yeah i just love the like all right i'm not playing hope you lose I love yeah that <laughs> yeah yeah team spirit out the window yeah <laughs> I'm not going to play, and I'm going to make some money. Brentford are like, we're disgusted. Meanwhile, shaking hands over millions and millions of dollars of contracts with Hollywood bets. <laughs> yeah, well, there might be a little bit of hypocrisy in there. But yeah, I think uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't bet on your own team. You just can't no. be doing it. No, you while you're on the field. It. Absolutely no. not. It's horrible. It's horrible. I, um, I don't think it's like... Do you think there was morally... max... Do you think it was true back yourself or conversely don't back yourself and no match fixing this is going to be a bad comparison james but you know how like um like the internet's so new and like when like the me too movement happened uh-huh everyone's like hey look at all this shit people were doing that they didn't get caught about now that's like dude you sent me four thousand facebook messages <laughs> like it's very clear that you're a creep like yeah. i feel like gambling used to be something that was kind of behind closed doors and now that it's like online, it's traceable, there's accounts. Like, it's just, I feel like something that was probably 
very commonplace but easier to get away with with like plausible deniability sure. is now going to have bookkeeping and tracking to the point where right i mean you, there's i think there's like five or six nfl players uh, that were suspended for a full season this past year right, right. is like, i just i'm not looking at um let me just say i'm not banking on any of our athletes to win a spelling bee anytime soon right james <laughs> so i think mistakes will be made uh and i do kind of think they're making a bit of an example out of them but i think it's a fair yeah. Fair punishment yeah. as well. You're not so. going to a smoky den in the Lower East Side to get your betting slip. You are using a very traceable online service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fulham, Patrick, I think you'll enjoy this one. I forgot that Willian, at age 34, revived his Premier League career with a five goal, five assist season. Now, you might be thinking that's a bare minimum number for someone who's relied upon at that level, but. We all forget that he was nothing short of a crime against humanity at Arsenal. <laughs> that dude was broke. And then he went to Corinthians in Brazil last year and scored one goal in 35 appearances in the Brazilian league. So a little credit where it's due. Yeah, so he like left Chelsea. It's like, I'm going to stay in London. He's like, I got to go back to Brazil. And then he's like, shit, I really got to go back to London. Yeah. And it worked out. Uh, in a decent way. Yeah. Prem de la Prem has never been one a podcast to body shame. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. Because what I'm about to say, uh, it, it got it got testimonial esque his his figure in that Arsenal jersey jersey towards <laughs> towards the end. So he got Fair. back on the straight and narrow and performing. We love to got see him so it. So sorted. Uh, yeah. For Fulham, I'm going Thomas the Trank Engine. No, tank engine. Thomas the Trank, tank engine. The Trank engine? Um, I don't know if you remember this childhood tale, James, uh, but Thomas failed so many times trying to get up that hill, but he just kept saying, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And through pure force of will, mm -hmm. finally triumphed. Uh, I don't know if you remember the beginning of the season, James. I think both you and I had Fulham nailed on to go down, uh, and we were pretty convinced they were staying up. 10, 15 games, was it, into the season? Started on fire. Uh, they're just, they look a renewed bunch. And so we'll see if they can hold hold the line. But what a season from one of those, um, those ping pong teams. Yeah. They secured safety so early that they were, I think, what do you think is the earliest a team has ever been on the beach? Because they've got to qualify. Oh, I see. You know what I yeah, mean? I think, like, they were chilling, I think, by the time spring rolled around. I think as soon as they had that um, was it? complete flame out in the FA Cup, they were just like, all right, it is what it is. One of the most spectacular point. things I've ever seen. Right. Just one of the most nailed-on pens just to a complete spiral meltdown. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was something else. Yeah. It was something else. Yeah. Um, the Baltic boys. Yeah. And they're cold, but they run hot. <laughs> Uh, moving on, <laughs> I'm going uh, with. Uh, You're lucky with, you were up first on the next one with Crystal Crystal Palace. James, I'm going with Best Buy. Best Buy, the store. Um, it's still around. You forgot um, about really, Best Buy? Disrespect. Yeah, 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 it's still around, but you don't really go there to buy things anymore. Like it's fine. Um, it's probably going to be here next year, but you wouldn't care if it wasn't. I just go there to play their video games. I use the displays while my mom's looking for TVs. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great here. one. I, yeah, I got a Best Buy right down the road. And one time I had to go pick up a cable so I could, uh, you know, COVID times I could 
sync up my uh, my two displays at my home office here, and they came through in a pinch. Fair enough, yeah. I don't think that's really what they're targeting audiences for. Like, you need this miscellaneous <laughs> cable, but, yeah. Do you need a cable so fast that you can't DoorDash it? Yeah. Best Buy. Yeah, we're better than Amazon in this one unique scenario. Right. Uh, that's great, Patrick. And for mine, for Crystal Palace, I said... Roy Hodgson basically took Palace out of the relegation battle in three games. It was the ultimate mic drop for the 75-year-old man after Crystal Palace's Mother's Day loss to Arsenal, which poetically and sadly was Vieira's last game, I believe. Uh, They were three points off the drop zone in 12th. Remember how congested it was down there? They rattled off three straight wins. Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, winnable, but you got to put a team out there and do it. And he got them nine points clear after 31 games. Uh, so now in a weird scenario, they like brought Roy Hodgson back and I don't know how you like build. I feel like you save with Roy, but I don't know if he's bringing any new ideas into Croydon No, at 75. Like he was definitely a, uh, it was a slave to the moment hire. I wonder how he's going to do next season. He's sticking around. I thought he was just saving him and then bouncing again. Nah, he's, he's staying. Oh, they brought him on, what are yeah. What Roy? Yeah. What are you doing? Amazing. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Roy Hodgson is targeting a top half finish next season after agreeing to take charge of Crystal Palace. And then there's a delightful little picture of him in his OBE costume. He looks like a drama teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like he's ready to go to a graduation. <laughs> uh, okay, Chelsea. Ooh, Chelsea. Patrick. I forgot that Raheem Sterling feels like a Chelsea veteran, and he's been there for one year. This was his first season. This is the kind of thing where I need to unfurl the CVS receipt and like go through everyone they brought in. And I, yeah. I do happen to have that right here for you. Go ahead. Dennis, Who do they sign after Sterling? This one's out of order, but it's everyone since the start of last season. You got sure. Zakaria on loan, some keeper, Slononia, Jao Felix, David Fafana, Obama Young, Audrey Santos, Andre Santos, Chuck Wamenka, Malo Gusto, Noni Madueke, Kaladu Koulibaly, uh, Benoit Badiashile, Raheem Sterling, Mark Cucurella, Mikhail Mudrick, the other Fofana. They got two Fofanas, Patrick. <laughs> they doubled Fofanas, Wesley Fofana and Enzo Fernandez. Insanity. How, how many are still going to be there at the start of next season? Half? Yeah, well, I think they're they're getting rid of everybody else, but that group's pretty much staying. Yeah, um, yeah. Good lord, good lord. They got a lot going on there. They got it's it was it was one of the the most bonkers seasons uh, for a club that I've ever seen. My comparison for them is Paris Hilton. <laughs> Forgot about her, James. Um, she's got all the money in the world, a little bit vapid. Uh, but she still has more than most, and she's probably completely unbothered by her critics. <laughs> That's amazing. They did have the most, like, deferential twelfth place finish ever. Again, I, I'm I'm not I'm not on the Chelsea message boards, and I'm sure there are a bunch of fans just losing their minds. But it just felt like halfway through the season, they were like, "Yep, this is going to be what's going to be. Get over it." Right. Yeah. There was just a. a acceptance to the fact that it just wasn't going it was never it wasn't going to turn itself around uh so just 
but, collect and hoard talent, get a good manager in and sort out a window, which they seem to be doing brilliantly. Uh, they're ooh, I, mean, I would as always. Uh, I would Chelsea will be sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying they're always they're always one to watch. Never a season goes by where I'm like, you know, I don't think Chelsea's going to be relevant this year. I, they're always a team. <laughs> they're always relevant in one eyes. one way or another. Yeah, they always they always capture my eye preseason. That's great, Patrick. I just thought of an I forgot comparison for them. The movie Click starring Adam Sandler because they made it halfway through the season and they were like, like, I want to be done with this. <laughs> Let's get to the good part where we just buy ten more players. Right. Uh, yeah, they're like playing a they're playing like a, a thing of a football manager, right? They just love doing all the business sim. stuff, but they don't really mind playing. They don't want to play the games. Yep. Uh, standout moment in the season: Graham Potter uttering what I have to imagine was his first curse word ever when he was at the fan forum, and he goes, and "Then we're gonna go and you know try and win the fucking Champions League." <laughs> uh, immediately it's like, it's bounced. Like, yeah, it was like Neville and Harry Potter standing up for himself for the first time. <laughs> oh, so good. Wolves. Patrick. All right, for Wolves, we're going with Algebra. Remember Algebra, James? Uh, I was boring. Boring as all hell. They said I was going to uh, use it every day in regular life. Every time you got to go to class, it's a complete drag. Uh, but it's just important enough that you got to do it. So... It wasn't one of those maths that, you know, math classes that uh, you could skip over, right? You just had to do algebra. It's a necessary evil. Uh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I forgot that Julian Lopetegui was the first non-Portuguese hire at Wolf since 2017. Since 2017. I mean, that's really just two coaches. It's just uh, Nuno and then Bruno Lage. so... I like. I went with the since 2017, but I, I, it's a Wolves team. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, I don't. I don't know how to compartmentalize them in my brain. I don't know what they are. They're not heavy Portuguese anymore because Neves just left, who to me was like Mister Wolves. Their coach isn't Portuguese. No more Cana Cody. Uh, Raul Jimenez, sadly, uh, one of the saddest stories in Premier League, if you ask me. Um, he's on his way out. Um, so, like, what is this team? I don't. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what. That's fair. What it's a, a tough. What uh, have you done for me lately? It's a tough one to wrap your head around. So I'm interested to see the identity development of Wolves next season. Patrick, yeah. West Ham. I forgot that David Moyes led the Hammers to a 14th place finish and is going to be coaching Europa League football next season. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. I was I was hoping for a relegation <laughs> and him coaching Europa League football next year. That was the that would have been the best story. But going from Ipswich, case, Ipswich away to uh, right. <laughs> to Berlin. Oh my goodness! Yeah, crazy, crazy season for the Hammers. Um, I'm comparing him to the Harlem Shake. Remember Harlem <laughs> Shake, James? Uh, stoic yet chaotic. Um, very cringe in some contexts, but elite in others. Uh, and still, kind of not sure what the point is. That's pretty good. The Harlem Shake. Yeah. yeah, I remember they like made us do that when we got to campus in Northeastern. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm sure you. I'm sure you stole the show. Oh, how could I? How could I not? Hell of a statue. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth. Patrick. I, for- I forget. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, sorry, it's you. Yeah, you go first. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, Bournemouth, I'm going with the Oregon Trail. Such a grueling uh, but noble journey. Eventually they made it, uh, but seemingly plenty of people died of dysentery. <laughs> Lost along half the, way. the team to dysentery. <laughs> Scurvy. That game slapped. Uh, which one? Oregon Trail. The Arsenal one? Oh, I thought you meant you went to the Arsenal Burnmouth game. Uh, I, I did. Luis Nelson winner. Yeah, I did. I um, regrettably but went. No, Oregon Trail. I isolated the most ecstatic moment for Arsenal fans in the entire season. I was like, yeah, let me go to that one. <laughs> and t- That was the holy shit, we're going to do it game. Yeah, that was like toe the line between acting happy so I don't kicked out, get kicked out, but like not making myself sick in the level in which I celebrated. And it was, it was a very fine line. Yeah, the vibes must have been immaculate after the, after the winter. Yeah, people were calling their like parents crying on the way out of the on the way out of the stadium. <laughs> That's great. I was great. not. <laughs> well, you were, but just different tone. Right. Yeah, completely unrelated. Um Bournemouth, Patrick. There's no loyalty in football. And if you forgot, here's your reminder. Scott Parker lost his job. Well, this isn't the point. But Scott Parker lost his job after a 9-0 drubbing to Liverpool in late August. He said Bournemouth were ill-equipped for the Premier League. Enter Gary O'Neill, who steers them to 15th place finish without much problem. Uh, that's, that's a tough one on Parker. You know, that quote's going to live forever. And it's like, no, no problem, fella. 15th place. And then he was promptly fired at the end of the season. So, Bournemouth... A late fire. A late fire. Got like got everything they could have asked for and more from Gary O'Neill. Had some big scalps. You know, they beat Liverpool um, in a revenge game, I guess. And then just to be fired for the shiny new toy that they're hoping pans out. Um, it's a harsh business. Yeah, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be an interesting one because yeah, I thought I thought he did. He did fine, Gary. Like that's what you want out of that that that, that guy. And so I guess they're too good. For him I now. think they're I, too I, good. I, I don't know. They're pretty big for their yeah. boots. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Who they get the, the guy? The guy from uh, was, was it Velencalo? Yeah, Rio Vallecano. Yeah. And I granted, like I've seen this guy pop up in articles about like. Spurs and I think even United when they were like, here's some left field options. So I guess I have not heard of this. Yeah, I guess he's like touted um, for doing well in the Spanish league. Um, So it seems like a coup for Bournemouth, but I don't know. A part of me is wishing they don't do well because I always hate when like unsurreptitiously you just sack a manager who did a good job for you because you think there's someone better out there. Right. Yeah. Or maybe I'm conditioned to like United not being good business people and maybe that's just how it works yeah i mean maybe but it, i think it depends too i think there's like levels to it like i feel like one season isn't like or, or maybe they think he absolutely maximized what he what, what they could have um uh, what they could have done right you know that's that's the only thing that i can i can kind of make um make sense of it but well i guess that, yeah. i guess that's why i always think like trades in the nba are weird because it's like, I'll give you this player. We all know who he is. We all know how good he is. And I get a pick. A pick could be anything. Right. <laughs> it's like the mystery box. Right. Yeah, I mean, this dude, I'm just, I just looked him up. Yeah, I mean, they finished mid-table in La Liga. <sighs> mm, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't La know. La Liga really drops off. 
after about fourth it place. It does. It does. And they finished 12th the year before. Yeah, I'm not... I'm calling it now, James. Bad move. Got him. Bad move. Got the stamp. Get the bad move stamp. The famous bad move stamp from Patrick Crowley. I suppose they were just previously promoted, though. Mm. So that's actually pretty good for a team that was promoted. Right. Like, it does seem like they're, you know, punching up there. Uh, Forrest Patrick. Maybe there is loyalty in football. Steve Cooper stayed on to the end and kept them alive. Two survive. Okay, so here's what I found interesting. From their first game of the season... They're starting 11. Only two survived to the last game of the season. Starting 11. Wow. It's pretty crazy. They were, they were they like... They a crazy window, Yeah, right? they were they like Chelsea. Of, they yeah. were Chelsea light. They were like, we are going to throw a million things at the wall. Some of them are going to stick. The Andy Samora method. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, they were... You know, in the end... Um, yeah, I got to witness firsthand them staying up. It was brilliant. Um, great fans. <laughs> it's a real first firsthand. It's it's a one of those. It's one of those teams where there's kind of a palpable connection between the fans. Yeah, they get up the club, the players, and the manager. Like it's so cohesive, and Steve Cooper's just so goofy, goofy looking that it just is. It's 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 a vibe over there. Um, for me, Forrest, I compared it to, to Hopscotch. Um, fun little game, neighborhood vibes. Uh, a lot of mess-ups, but none are actually too fatal, right? Like you land on a little square with the rock, you just start over again. Um, but, you know, just one rain could come through and wash it all away because you built it out of chalk. That's right. Uh, an unstable foundation for any right. club or game. I think they'll be mixing it up in the bottom. In the yeah, cohort for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, they got a lot to sort out here, don't they? Um, yeah, yeah. Everton closing in on the relegation zone for Everton. Going with Fear Factor or Fear Factor James mm. TV show with Joe Rogan before he got super cool. Uh, Fear Factor, <laughs> super gross, unnecessarily complicated and over the top, but somehow it all works out in the end, and the winners get that sweet, sweet cream, that Premier League money. I love those Fear Factor memes, though. It's like, oh right, yeah, yeah. They even do some for advertising. It's like for this next challenge, you have to call your client back after a post six p.m. call. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> all the contestants are like crying. It's great. Uh, That's great. Okay, Everton. I forgot that Everton used to be a serious club. <laughs> Back-to-back champs for pitch invasions. That's more than Man City. Everton has invaded the pitch more times than back-to-back Premier League champions Man City. Uh, It just just goes to show how unhinged that entire club is. Again, Deitch kind of smacks of Roy Hodgson a little bit for me. Like, he's the guy to keep you up. I don't know if he's going to build, but any any league with Dyche in there as a manager is a better league, and we're all better for it. So Agreed. I say carry on. Yeah, and I haven't been following him in the window. I don't think they're doing too much yet, but I I, I think to give give him a summer to like really instill. Yeah, just wait till system. late August. Mm. Yeah, he's. I think that he should get them to the place where they're like bottom half of the middle, but like safe from relegation uh, if. Because they're, they're, they're pending sale too, right? Or were they positioning for a sale? Feels like they don't want to invest. So 
I think they got the right guy for a board that doesn't want to invest, to be fair. I guess so. I, yeah, it's so hard to say because I, I, there were rumors that he was shopping around. But I also remember the Everton owner as like this megalomaniac who actually didn't mind spending, but just did it on all the complete wrong things. And maybe the tact has shifted now that they might be heading out the door. And they have their new stadium going up. I don't know. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a mess Weird. over there. They, they, they are... They need to be in the Premier League. It's a common theme. So you could be looking at like a pretty, right, pretty nasty right. spiral the tumble. from financial. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Um, Got That's one to look but, out for. Uh, yeah, I, I believe they. I believe they stay. They're they're one of the OGs that have been the whole time, right? Yep. One of the six. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I was about to say the only thing I like more than seeing Everton in the Premier League is seeing them struggle in a relegation battle. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't actually think i want everton to get relegated but i love the dance that they do every if i was looking last two years in my heart of hearts i was i wanted them to go down but primarily okay. because i wanted this team to stay up lester patrick uh mm. lester i think this is a great dovetail from brighton and their recruitment and replacement strategy lester i forgot that they sold casper schmeichel on a virtual free with no replacement plan for your keeper in a premier league team Probably a margin enough that cost him. Yeah, if we're honest. Right. Like, how many points does Schmeichel save you? Granted, he's you know he's not prime, and he was I don't know what thirty four, thirty five, but he's better than Danny Ward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I specifically remember that dude giving up two goals when Arsenal played him, uh, pretty much on his own accord. Yeah. So, and I know he had other games as well where he wasn't on top of it all. Um, but yeah, James, I'm going with Sports Center for Leicester. Um, used to be the best, you know, the banter, the highlights, feel good stories. Now it's just a bunch of old white dudes trying their best. <laughs> That's awesome. Well done. Uh, but man, I, well done. I think that, um, you know, it's always fun to kick the relegated teams while they're down. But I think of the, of the bunch, Lester, what a ride in the Premier League. You can't ask for a better up and down than they had, and I think any Leicester fan in the world will, wouldn't wouldn't trade the last, whatever, eight, nine years it right. was, however long they were up for, for anything. So Leicester, forever the model for what's possible for, for the underdog in the Premier League in this era of big spending. It's going to get harder and harder to do. So it's what a, they're forever in our hearts, and I... I hope they come back, and I hope they come back with Jamie Vardy leading them out of the championship mm -hmm. and a swan song. Mm -hmm. Agreed, Patrick. I actually can't believe you didn't choose Passenger as what you forgot because <laughs> you only miss the highs when you're feeling low. That's the problem, James. I've never forget. Yeah, passenger. I know there were some you some you clearly didn't put on here because it just wouldn't be right to say you forgot about them. Right, right, right. Everyone except uh, Patrick forgot about "Let Her Go" by Passenger. <laughs> You only need the light when it's burning low. <laughs> Moving on to Leeds, James. Um, you only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Whoa. <laughs> uh, for Leeds, I'm going with the McRib. Um, <laughs> it's not as good as it sounds. It's unnecessarily American, and it's here for a limited time only. <laughs> Damn, these are getting better towards the spicy yeah, end. Yeah, the relegation ones were oh, fun. Leeds is such a McRib. Patrick, um... <laughs> I didn't forget this. Let's be honest. This is more of an emph emphasis point 
but they brought in a new manager with four games left in a genuine <laughs> attempt to save them from the drop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was like, literally what? like you've got strategy A. It's like multi-point system, long-term plan. Strategy B, multi-point system, long-term plan. Strategy C is just a red button, and it's fuck it, Big Sam. And they hit yeah, that so, button. But like, and also, not not um, not that it would have mattered if they had stayed the course. But like, the last four games were City, Newcastle, West Ham, and Tottenham. Like, they were getting rocked in those games, no matter what. Yeah. And they did. Yeah, uh, and they did. I th- yeah, I remember they, they scored the late goal against City at the Eddie Yeah, Dad, that was... And then they like started applauding to their fans like, we're going to do That it. was such they a false hope game. game. I don't know if yeah. you remember that because it was like 2-1 away at the Eddie Hat. It's like, okay, that's moral win territory, which they were more than happy to soak up. But in reality, Gunduan missed his hat trick pen for 3-0 and then they, they got a scrappy late goal to make it 2-1. So it's like... Right. Wasn't it wasn't nearly as close as it, it looked. It was not yeah. the game you thought it was. Yeah, but I, if if take me back to that moment, I'm re, I'm in that game. I forgot how just, much stake you had in all these. Yeah, games. just praying for <laughs> Come on. Like, just the the worst part about the Arsenal journey wasn't the Arsenal game. It was watching the City game, oh. hoping oh, that they grueling. would drop points. And then it's like they're up two nothing eight minutes in, and you're just like, all right. Is this fire up the Xbox time, or I just got to watch and pass the ball around <laughs> yeah, for 80 more yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just not... It wasn't it, James. You got to uh, keep the ball, pass the ball. It's too soon. Too soon. Um, all right, James, take us home with Southampton. Uh, Southampton staying in the managerial note. I forgot that they brought in Nathan Jones, who's kind of like the Ricky Gervais from The Office character turned manager, who by all accounts was a consolidate and prep for the champions for the championship style hiring. Like there's no way he wasn't. But then I think he even botched that level of expectation where it's like, Jesus, I knew you'd be bad, but I didn't think you'd be that bad. And he got fired months later. So they had to find a new guy to actually, I don't know if Sell is a staying on for the championship. That's a good question. But um, anyway, they brought in a guy who didn't even live, live up to their low, low standards. Um, and then I do have to shout him out because he stopped the quadruple, theoretically, from happening. They beat City in the Carabao Cup under Nathan Jones. <laughs> Gotta love it. The generic FIFA manager. All right, James, I'll close it out. Southampton, I'm going with the Queen. Uh, she was around <laughs> for a while. People seemed to like her, even if they didn't really like love the construct of anything. You forgot about the Queen. Um, yeah, but in the end, um, we're all a little surprised it lasted as long as it did. Mm. <laughs> oh my god you really crushed these last few the man doesn't forget fun. passenger but he does forget the queen <laughs> priorities james mm-hmm. priorities amazing damn all right well that was what we forgot two ways a <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, new segment what we forgot uh hopefully we won't be doing that too much but We'll have to find it felt apropos here. for the podcast that we forgot, but hopefully not all you forgot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. What, what do you think? We're like on the fence about doing this prem, prem draft. Do you think we can knock it out? I'm feeling good about it. If you want to do let's, it, let's, I'm up for let's it. Let's rock it like uh, lightning style. So Patrick and yeah. I, we're going to draft 
um, our best 11 Premier League team. Only stipulation is we go back and forth, but we can't obviously pick the same player. So it's just going to come team down to season. team of the season. As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Premier League team. Best 11. Well, can I pick Reese James or no? You can, but you'll be judged in a court of law. But if I'm picking a best team, okay. We'll okay, no, 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 sorry. On the on the accomplishments. On the form of last season. On the form season. of last season, correct. Fair. Correct. Okay. okay. Um, snake style, I assume? Yeah. Uh, who? Okay, how do we how do we decide this? Let's do rock, paper, scissors. I'm thinking of a number one through ten. What is it? I'm going seven. Sweet! It, it wasn't seven. Damn. All right. Well, you want first or second? <laughs> I will seed. To the man with the baby. You go first. Okay. Yeah, sorted. I'm taking Holland. <laughs> Real quick note. I had an all-time, what I think, all-time dad joke the other day where I was like, yeah, you know, like uh, Pat and Katie living the big family life. So uh, i just been spending a lot of time with a baby lately. And then when Adam's away, I go see him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty oh, good. Man. Pretty good. Anyway, great. Um, who'd you go with? Holland? Yeah. I feel like that might just be the draft right there, huh? <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. The, depending on how this goes, the formation might need to shift mm. depending on things. So, like, at the end of the at the end of the end draft, you got to be able to present your formation as well. Yeah. And, like, it's an on-field judgment of these teams. Right. It's not on paper. Right. On-field. got to come together. Yeah, we got to use the, yeah, right, the, the field former. Uh, Patrick, I'm looking at the entire board here, and there's nothing that compels me to walk away from the striker position, unfortunately. So I am going Harry Kane. Um, striker, he can play the 10. He can set up. He scores 30 goals plus season. Great guy. Future Man United player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was going to take him and run a 4 4 Yeah, I'm sure you were. Me, I'm so sure you were. Pick. Okay. You had to take Yeah, him I mean, you, you, the way you talked up the formation, I knew you had something up your sleeve. Don't let it happen, James. Uh-huh. Okay, over to you. Well, no, Snake, you go You go back to back. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, hmm. Patrick, I think there's depth at a lot of these positions, bar one. I'm taking Kieran Trippier right back. Wow, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a reach. I think that's a reach. How so? But, uh, it depends what you're valuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I'm valuing good footballers that had good seasons. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Ben White. All right, so, spare me. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Ruben Diaz, best defender for my money in the world. It's remarkable. He's only like 24, dude. Lee is fucked for a long time. Um, and then I'm gonna take El Capitan. Martin Odegaard for that Norwegian link. Up That's a top. good one. So I'm going. Uh, I'm going those two. I'm liking how it's shaping up for me so far. Yeah, so far. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and take KDB and Rashford off your hands. Oh, good. Two guys I was never taking. <laughs> No, those are good picks. Yeah, those are gr- that's that's great value in the three four. Thank you. Yeah, Patrick. The thing is, the thing is I don't I like your smugness about your team right now. I'm feeling pretty I'm just, good. I'm, I'm putting I'm putting a, an asterisk next to the Trippier name because I think you have to value where you take the players as well a little bit in the judgment. We're gonna leave it up to the Prem heads at the end. I don't of the think day. another right back holds a candle. And if you say well, yeah. Kyle Walker, the dude hasn't been playing. And, well, and if yeah, you say well, Ben White, then I just think you're an embarrassment. Anyway, carry on. 
Well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't have a plan yet. I'm going best available. <laughs> this article says. <laughs> oh, no, this is a little tricky in that sense then. Um, let's see. I'm just going to hoard let's right see. back. You've, You've made it personal. Just scoop them. I'm going to I'm going to lock down my anchor here. I'm taking Rodri. Yeah. I'm taking Rodri as my anchor. Yeah, solid. So I got Odegaard, Rod. I mean, I still got a little bit of options here. You've got yeah, you've got some good attackers here. I think I'm going to do what I got to do and take Oh man. This is tricky. This is tricky tricky. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going Mo Salah okay. as my right winger. Okay, that's fine. My right winger. You don't really... People slept on him, but he still had an amazing yeah, season. It's just like a fine standard. So hey, high. I'm surprised you took him over Starboy. Uh, yeah, that was the debate. So, was Patrick, debate. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and close down the midfield right now with Casemiro and Rice. Wow. Okay. So you're... Okay, so, so now I got to figure out how I break down this double pivot. <laughs> okay. So Casemiro and Rice off the board. Mm, let me see. Can I swing Sock out to the left? That's going to be interesting. Okay, I'll figure that out. Hmm. Yeah, the balance is a little off here, isn't it? You've got a nice little formation on paper. Have you been tracking my team? Just the guys that you've picked. Right, right, yeah, right. I got to know where I got to know where you're at. Right. Um, I haven't tracked a formation. I'll leave that to you to figure out. <laughs> Good luck, by the way. Um, you know, I'm going to close. Maybe not close it out. I'm going to keep some options open here. I'm taking another center back, Gabriel. Probably a massive year for the yeah, Arsenal. That's a good one. Man, I don't want to nail my colors to the mass. I was thinking about drafting third, but I'm gonna keep keep cruising. Keep cruising. And I'm gonna Hmm. Oh. This is tricky. Yeah, you're in a tough spot now. This is a tough spot. I am going to take I gotta I gotta kinda make a commitment here. The way this is shaping yeah, up. Yeah, where are we going? I think that I got to go. I got to fill out the attack. That's step one here. Just make sure that I'm coming for you. I guess, yeah, you're getting you're getting socket at value because I'm just going to have to leave the right winger on the board. I think I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go Matoma at left wing. I'm going to take Matoma yeah. off the board. I yeah, he was there. on my list. Yeah, but it's a little bit of a reach. Yeah, I don't love it's a it. Bit of a reach. Yeah, yeah, but I got some tactical flexibility. You could have taken Saka and just swung him. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I, I'm going to be judged on how this fits on paper. Right, playing out of position, I think does have a bit of an asterisk, which is why yeah. Trippier really solidified my approach. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> wait, wait till I draft three goalkeepers, and you're freaking left with. Uh, Stupid De Gea won the Golden Glove in the most donkey way possible. <laughs> he won the Golden Glove. <laughs> I don't think he's on like when I was going through this. Like he's not even on like the nominations. No, for this, no, it's it's hilarious. Talk about a guy whose howlers just tear apart a body of good work. Mm-hmm. I think he is mm-hmm. the United season pretty good with some of the worst showings I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, is it my turn? Yeah. Well, on, I'm going to leave Sokka on the board a little longer and dare you to take him. Uh, I'm going to go... <laughs> Back it is. I'm taking Allison in goal. 
Mm, that's a good pick. And I, him. I wasn't sure when we were going. Sure, keepers. sure. And I'm going to go uh, Lissandra Martinez. Mm, I don't hate that. So I've got three. I do as I've got three positions left. Yeah, you got a left back, another center back, uh, winger, and Bakayo Saka. <laughs> right, theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll just take my keeper last. Don't need to rush that position. <laughs> so we're playing that game. Can I play Matoma? I might be able to move him around. He could play center back, right? Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go... Hmm, how do I want to do this? I think I've been flirting with it, James. I think we're going to run a back three. I think we're going to run a back three. Wow, just really going for the jug. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with Nathan Aki playing on That's the a left good one. side. That's a good one. I like that. But he still gives me the flexibility to throw in a right back. At point, you know, I mean, I got I got a little bit here. I think I got to fill in the midfield as well. I think I got to go creative to try to break down this Rice Allison combo. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go with somebody who maybe his form was a little bit better outside of the league. Mm. But I'm Just to going be clear, with Alexis McAllister. Okay, McAllister. I say that in the sense that he had a massive World Cup. Right. So just um, to be clear, Premier League team of the season or tw- yeah, 2022 team 23 season. team of the season? No, I'm t- it's yeah, t- team of the okay. season. All right, I just want to be clear. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a good season as well. It wasn't no, a bad season. No, but he took all the penalties. <laughs> all right. Well, he made them too when they made I'm going to take Sokka last. Uh, okay, let's fill this out. I've got my two picks, right? You have two picks to get you to 10 total. Okay. And then, yeah. Uh, ooh. Oh, shit. I forgot I was doing three at the back. Ooh, man. Okay, I'm between two guys here. How's this even going to work? Oh. I think... Patrick, I think I'm going to throw you a bone and take Saliba. Their mm. season kind of fell apart without him, um, which just emphasizes the value and why I think he's a better pick than Gabrielle. Um, I was thinking, have you taken all your center backs? Yeah, unless I was going to. I might pull unless it, I you, might Unless pull you style bend here, I'm just going to throw it out there. I was between, unless you crazy style bend, I was between Saliba and Sven Botman from a center backs. Mm. Yeah, the yeah. other one. But I think yeah, Saliba, yeah, Ms. I Martinez, think, yeah. a little power, a little pace. That's a good combo. Yeah. And then at left back, I'm taking Luke Shaw. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get the, get, get getting the, the boys uh, out there. Getting the boys on the left. Okay. So I'm going to close this out. And given the fact that I forgot I was doing a three at the back and only have one holding midfielder, I'm going back to a four at the back. I'm going to bend a little bit. I'm taking John Stones. Ooh. I'm going to take John Stones, put him out there. He's going to slot into the middle of the park brilliantly. And I'm going to close the keeper out with Nick Pope. Yep. Solid. Solid, Patrick. Um, just by virtue of having more City players than me, you might be in a good spot. I'm going through this. I only have KDB. So I have to close out my... You're, you're done, right? 
Yeah, okay. and I suppose you should you should add a manager to the list as well. Oh, and then I'll add. Let's just we'll do the manager as the last pay, pick, but you get to go first. Okay. So you need one more, presumably. Yeah. You got your. Uh, yeah, presumably that's going to be Bakayo. Presumably, Sato. I think if we're saying if we're doing recency bias, I'm really tempted to take Bernardo Silva because he crushed mm. the last couple months, and like I just think it it kind of pops more if you have more city players in the team. But I'm going Saka body of work across the whole season that's my team and if you're letting me go first for manager i'll just go ahead and take pep yeah and Sokka in the 11 spot if i'm gonna clown trip here in the two is <laughs> it's it's good. a goddamn crime it's, it's pretty good it's pretty good so um, my team reads oh sorry take your manager manager we've got <laughs> second place you know arteta what? i think arteta would get these boys moving a lot of city guys, a couple Arsenal boys. I'm going Mick, super Mick. When honestly, I think this was actually one of the best years to have like a healthy debate over manners of the year. Eddie Howe should be in there. Deservey should be in there. Yeah. There's even a couple uh, like Emery, Emery. Is a decent enough body yeah. of work to be in there. Uh, even ten, like Ten Hag to be on the outskirts of this conversation, I think speaks to the quality. I don't even of think he got nominated. No, and I don't think he should have, but I think he had a good year yeah. for a first-year manager with the expectations and the relative shit show that he was surrounded yeah, by. Yeah, I think so. uh, United season just, you know, I hate to say it, completely overshadowed by Arsenal. If you're if you're saying, like, teams who didn't okay, who didn't yeah, expect yeah. to be there but were, you know, we were, yeah, you know, comfortable. We ended up semi-comfortably in the top four, and you guys were in a title race, so it kind of, like, right. diminishes Ten Hag a bit. Um, Emery's a great shout, just going back to, like, where they were before to now. Um, and then, yeah, I think the only one who's clearly missing out is Klopp, um, who, you know, I don't think we've said one word about in the podcast today. Um, no. All right. I think these are some good teams. Let's read them out. Mine is managed by the bald fraud, treble winning bald fraud. Allison in goal, right back, Kieran Trippier. Yes, he was my second pick. Uh, Lissandra Martinez, William Saliba, center back duo. Luke Shaw, left back, who, by the way, is going to have that extra chemistry link with Rashford and left wing. Uh, Casemiro and Rice are my double pivot. Some of the best football brains in the world right there. KDB, talking about brain, up there. And then front line of Rashford, Kane, and Saka. The England front line. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you really went the chemistry route. Three lines. Okay. So Mick Arteta's walking onto the touchline. I got Nick Pope in goal. Back four. Pep style. Of four center backs. Nathan Ackie, Gabriel, Ruben Diaz, John Stones. Stone's gonna slot into the midfield. Diaz push right. Gabriel <laughs> yep, yep, center. Yep. Ake there. You're it's drawing all. Thing. You're you're drawing all over the board. Yeah, I'm moving people around. So Stones pushes in, and then Rodri is our holding midfielder. Best in the best in the game. Mm-hmm. Champions League winner. In front of him, I got the creators: Alexis McAllister and Martin Odegaard, and then a front three of Matoma, Holland, and Salah. It's pretty good. It's a tight battle. It's, it's a tight pretty battle. good. The Matoma thing is standing out to me a little bit. You know, Patrick, Matoma was on a ton of lists for, uh, you know, Premier League team of the season, but it just hits different when you slot him in there against these other bona, f- it does, bona fide heavyweights. 
like I didn't I, I didn't think at all I was like yeah Matoma had an amazing year he came up out of nowhere Brighton were fantastic and I put him on this piece of paper and I'm like why did I pick this freaking scrub uh, but <laughs> you know I was nervous because I was gonna pick him if I didn't if I didn't want to get penalized for having a right winger and left wing you know what you should have done probably Grealish yeah I was between him and Grealish but I had I had a lot so of many players, yeah you would have been thought, like, you would have been full on fanboy in City at that point yeah and I think I think Grealish was just like Grealish was another I think he finished so strong and similar to, to Bernardo Silva but like I, I feel like Grealish kind of got a slower little start um, to the year, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was far and away his best season in a in a at city, city certainly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then partied like a damn rock star, right? Yeah, he was. He, he turned. He was a mu- he was a year. must follow from June onwards. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually fine that I leave Grealish out of here. He had five goals in the league. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine All with right. that. Imagine he just made an Almiron Almiron comment again. It's like, dude. Well, these are great. I think we'll get them posted for you guys because uh, you yeah. definitely need to see these head-to-head. I'm curious how your right back's going to work out. Um, He's going to slot into the middle of the park the way Stones did so beautifully. Right. Just an elite. That's, let's yeah, okay. Flexibility. Sure. They move with the inverted. Dude, everyone's doing it. Alexander-Arnold, probably going to be a great fantasy career league. Yeah, he's going to be a good one. All right, Patrick. going to get up into that midfield. Let's close it out with some classics, why don't we? Why not? Freak of the Week. Prem de la Prem's Freak of the Week. Freak of the Week. The Freak of the Week. The Freak of the Week. It's the Freak of the Week. Wow, what a freak. Sure, I'll go first. My Freak of the Week is that big Saudi money. Mm. They're coming in here, sports washing like all hell. Anybody who's saying this is for the expansion of the game... This, that, and the other. Come on now. Come on, buddy. <laughs> but man, does it give everybody a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card when they're going to get after it like this? And players securing their financial future, I'm never going to take a pot shot at that. Yep. They can do what they want to do. Is what it is. Um, I think it is pretty cool when the players decide they want to stay. Shout out uh, Hingman Son was a big one, who I, I think turned down some big, some big money to stay. Rory Style. Hopefully they don't just get dumped on. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, the hopefully like the story years, doesn't end but, that way. The Premier yeah, League and the Saudi for, League merge. <laughs> yeah, but for now it's like it's such a um, because there was this there was this period of time where it's like okay, there's these state governments if money have kind of infiltrated a couple of the bigger European clubs. What does that mean? Now they can act, they're actually able to attract the players to come to yeah, Saudi Arabia yeah. to play. I think it is a brand new dynamic. In the transfer window, which I think will only encourage more reactionary and over the top spending. Because you know you've got your knowing way that out. if you, yeah, if you have a brandable the asset, method. right? I wouldn't be surprised if we hear about a contract in the next couple of years that has like a Saudi specific release clause. You know what I mean? Like, a, like okay, we're gonna buy. I'm just gonna use a random player that comes into my head, just like a stupid buy, Michaela Mudrick for hundred million dollars. <laughs> But after three years, if we're not happy, we can just call up Daddy Saudi, right. 100 mil, out you so, go. And you have to go there as a player. Hey, you, you like the like Backstreet that. Boys? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got two oh. of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I had this shower thought the other day. The Ronaldo move. He was still, you know, it's funny that it wasn't even a year mm. ago, but it seemed like he was a pioneer. 
I wonder how much of this had already been totally mapped out. And they were like, dude, it's going to feel weird. You're going to get shit on. Give it six months. And Pete, you can say you were like the founding father of this league. They just needed one of the big yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. One of like the big, big ones. It's yeah. like the Saudis already knew. They were like 10 steps ahead. Right. Meanwhile, Messi's coming here and just getting like a whole bunch of Apple stock and yeah. whatever. He's getting a cut of the MLS deal. Yeah. And like, he's just like, no, no thanks. Won't learn yeah. English. No chance. Gonna do America. Which I, which I love. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm just, where do they not speak English the most? Yeah, that's where I want to go. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to Miami. Where can I get by the most with Spanish? And can I bring my friends? Can my boys come? Busquets? Busquets. I think Jordi Alba's on the way. No way. Oh, that's amazing. I would love to see him make the playoffs. Also, this is a true test of like how scrubbish can you make the league look? Because I think Messi is in a world of his own. Like Zlatan did it, and he was he was washed. I think it's fair to say. Like Messi, not as good, but he single handedly won the World Cup for Argentina like months ago. So we're we're about to see. I wonder if he's gonna care. Yeah. That's the Fair. thing, you know. Treat it as retirement. He he might not leave the center circle. Just take the ball, turn, and play somebody through. <laughs> I'd love to see him just pull the pants down on every Walker. Just Walker give us Zimmerman. give us one. Yeah, just give us one year of just set a record that'll never be beat. If Carlos Vela can just, do it, I was going to say Carlos Vela has the goal scoring record. Yeah. So let's put up some stats. Come on now. Uh, okay, Patrick. Well, my freak of the week, I'm going to do my utmost to toe the right line here in tone. Uh, Benjamin Mendy was back in court for a sexual assault charge hearing. Um, and I thought he was acquitted, but it turns out that was just one of the multiple. So that's not good news. That's very bad. Uh, in that, according to testimony, Patrick, I don't know if you know this. He said he had sex with 10,000 women. Now, a couple things here. He said that in the context of why a girl should feel comfortable sleeping with him. It's like, mm. well, would a sexual predator have slept with 10,000 women before? It's like, dude, you clearly, you clearly have a very unhealthy relationship with sex already. Like that is very clear to read here. And you're not understanding the scope of the situation or like what this girl's saying. So that's just, you know, uncomfortable. Second of all, Patrick, you mentioned algebra earlier. 10,000 girls. I'm, go, I'm, I'm doing Brian Windhorse right now. Why would, why would he do that? Why would he say that? What's going on with Benjamin <laughs> What's going on with Benjamin Mendy? He's 28, Patrick. Let's say he started getting busy when he was 14. I'm being generous here. Right. That w- Professional footballer yeah. was probably, probably at the top of his class. In the- uh, so let's say 28... Since 14, it's been about 5,000 days. That's a, that equates to two women each day since he was 14 years old. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to make any proclamations. Let the court law do its thing, but <laughs> you don't put those numbers without cutting corners. <laughs> oh, my God. It is, uh, it's quite frankly disgusting, but something like yeah. that. Um, it, it just needed calling out for the pure How brazen is, absurdity. Yeah, what's the, oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Can't imagine he's walking out of this clean, but notoriously tough to to try cases. Yeah, so it is. We'll it is. see how it goes, but man, I, yeah. Court of public opinion, I think, mine's made up. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, just going back to like the, uh, you know, it's kind of like a Mason, Mason Greenwood situation, like a false acquittal. Like even though he's acquitted, it's, you you mentioned it, it's like only 1% of, uh, sexual assault trials, like turn into convictions. So odds are against you, but just the fact that he was back in court for a different one. Just like, dude, you're a fucking scumbag. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's where there's smoke, there's fire, James. Yeah. I believe that's a phrase. The English will be familiar with. <laughs> All right, let's change the subject. Beast of the week. Huge beast. Huge beast. What a beast. It's the beast of the week. Wow, look at that beast. Patrick, I was racking my brain and just decided to go with Old Faithful. Fastball down the middle. Something that made me just so... So happy seeing it play out over the season. It wasn't recent, but it was a beast of the season, perhaps. Patrick, Jurgen Klopp pulling his hamstring as he went furiously (laughs) to go yell at the fourth official and like celebrated in his face after a late Liverpool winner. (laughs) Um, It's just like watching karma play out in real time. Like normally karma, you have to wait a few weeks, months, years. This was like immediate Football gods being like, no, nah, we're going to go ahead and take your hamstring. Yep. That was, it was a sight to behold. It was a sight to behold for a guy who's, let's be honest, James, this has been a long time coming with Klopp and his antics. Like he's, he's been testing, tempting fate. Yeah, you can only do that so many times without stretching. Right. Right. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, not really, but like it was, that was so <laughs> Not fun. literally. Yeah. So yeah, no, he's, he's doing well. He's doing well. Um, James, yeah, like you, I'm not really doing a beast of the week, even though it might be news of the week. I'm more doing a beast of our of our lifetime, mm. the ultimate beast, going Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, wow. Honor the legend. Lion. The 41-year-old lion, Zlatan, humbly calling himself a god at every interview he can, portrayed on Ted Lasso as seemingly less ridiculous than the actual man. Mm-hmm. He's retired, James. This is a a man whose name, identity, everything else kind of seems to be larger than life, but so too was his career. Let me just run run through this, James. So he, he was kind of notorious for going places, winning titles, and then just being being done at that point. But he won the league in in in, in sequence. Ajax, Juventus, Inter Milan, Barcelona, AC Milan, Paris Saint-Germain, and then at that point he went to Manchester United and won uh, won the the, the, the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup, and the Europa League as well. Uh, And so trophies followed him everywhere. And James, in that stretch between um, Ajax and PSG, uh, despite the fact that he left a trail of destruction everywhere he went, he only didn't win the league title in the league of which he was in in one of those years over a span of 15 seasons. Obviously, massive, massive clubs, uh, but still. Guy's a winner through and through. 11-time um, Bologna to Orr finalist. Never won, just because of who he was up against. Sure, uh, sure. Famous won the Puskas for the amazing oh. bicycle kick. Against uh, against England, just an insane goal. One of the most insane just goals dunked. ever. Uh, 
one of one through and through. And yeah, at the end of the day, I think we'd be talking about it much, much differently in a world where uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi yeah. don't exist. But yeah, it's one alas, he is a impressive footnote underneath two legends. But can't let him go by without the mention, man. What a what a monster! Good shout out. That would have slipped by my by ra- my radar um, if you didn't mention it. And he might be one of the last ones standing in the the childhood era of players. I think Messi and Ronaldo technically, I think, still probably qualify. But um, yeah, yeah, he was there for all of it. Yeah, and I think famously as well um, went to <laughs> the little Arsenal anecdote. He he was he met with uh, Arsene Wenger and left left the training ground uh, not interested in Arsenal because uh, Arsenal asked, Ar- Arsene asked him to train and audition with the team, and he said Zlatan doesn't do auditions. Yeah. And then he, he was, I think he was at Ajax at the time, so he's like 20, 21 years so old. So good. Just, just telling Arsene Wenger and Arsenal, like at the precipice of their own greatness to fuck right Right, off. I it's think they the, both probably yeah. got the answer in that time. Like from that point on, Wenger was like, okay, that was probably a bullet dodged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, to be real, like, what was his longest tenure? Was like, it was it might have been at PSG, like four or five right. years, and even sure. that uh, wasn't wasn't super. Yeah, four years at PSG. He was at Ajax for four years. Malmo the journeyman for, for three. Yeah, but then yeah, AC. Would you believe he went back to Milan for four years to close out his career? I know. What a legend! I know. It's crazy. Damn. Well said, Patrick. Um, all right, that was fun. Patrick, you had fun? Yeah, I'll say. Prime Heads at Home. I hope you have fun listening to this. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises about the next time we're on, but just know that... It's dangerous. Next, just, just know that you know we love doing this and we'll try to do it when we can and give you guys some laughs and some good football news. So keep a watchful eye on the horizon, as they say in Pirates of the Caribbean 3, for the next Prime Bill of Prom. Stay on your toes, Prime Heads. What's going on, Premeds? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Premhead. Mm-mm. Remember to follow us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram and at the Prem de la Prem on Twitter for all of our content. Until, Until next time, Prem de la Prem, out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. Right there. I might not even have to touch that.